Welcome to the newest theme, Artifact. Artifact is what we will be centering ourselves around these next weeks, and it is our hope that through history and through discovery, our faith will only deepen and become more enriched. And what a perfect day to start Artifact here on World Communion Sunday. World Communion Sunday actually started in the 30s. There was a Presbyterian pastor in Pennsylvania, and it was during the Great Depression. And it was a time when the whole world really was experiencing this depression, and farmers weren't able to make their crops like they had wanted to, and hurricanes began to affect the Florida Keys. It was a very hard time in our world. And this pastor had the idea that all Christians should come together for one Sunday and promise to have communion. And it took about 10 years. In 1940, United Methodist, as long, along with the other denominations, came together and committed once a year, we would all celebrate World Communion Sunday. And here we are. And as we began to think about World Communion Sunday, I began to think about one of the largest current events happening right now, and that's the war between Russia and Ukraine. You may remember, you, Chapel Roswell, you went on a mission trip to Russia. And so on your behalf, I reached out to the United Methodist Bishop of Russia. And I said, do you remember the people known as Chapel Roswell? If you do, will you send us a word, a greeting for World Communion Sunday? This past week, I received a response from the Bishop of Russia who said, I do in fact remember the people called Chapel Roswell. I remember them with love and affection. And please, on my behalf, show them this video that I made for them. Here is a video from the Bishop of Russia, the Bishop of the United Methodist Church in Russia, for you today on World Communion Sunday. He sends this and records this from his home this Tuesday. Greetings to you, sisters and brothers from Eurasia Episcopal area, which includes countries like Russia and Belarus, Kazakhstan, in Kyrgyzstan and today is the World Communion Sunday and I would like to share some of my reflection with you. When I was a kid uh, we uh, had a tradition in my family to sit at the dinner table and eat together so my parents would wait for everybody to come and when everybody is at the table then we can start dinner. So I have an older sister who is four years older than me. And once in a while, we were fighting with each other. And I was so angry sometimes that I would boycott dinner time and I would refuse to sit at the same table because we disagreed, we fought, we argued, and there was no peace between us at that moment. And so I was physically and spiritually was angry at her that I could not even sit together at the same table. Today we celebrate Holy Communion and Christ invites everyone to his table. 
everyone who loves him, who wants to live in peace with God and with each other. And I want to share some of my situation today in Russia. As you may know, the countries of Russia and Ukraine are in big conflict. And many people have left our country already in February and March. And now, just in the last few days, hundreds of thousands of people fled Russia. They are afraid to be drafted into the army and fight in this conflict. My heart is very heavy as I see thousands and thousands of people leaving my country, as I see people in Ukraine die uh, in this conflict, as I see politics of the world becoming so radicalized and polarized and even demonized. And today I'm hoping and I'm praying that the leaders of Russia will come to peace table. I'm hoping and praying that the leaders of NATO will not expand to the East and sit at the same table with Russian leaders and agree on peace. I'm hoping because I see and I still remember the time of the Cold War when I was growing up and we were had these drills of putting gas masks in case of nuclear threat. And I see now my, the country of my ancestors, the Korea, which is divided into North and West, uh, North and South. And I see places like Afghanistan on the map, Vietnam, and many other parts of the world that are bleeding because of the conflict that we inflicted as countries of the Soviet Union, Russia, and United States. And I'm praying, sisters and brothers, that we can be the agents of peace today as we come to the communion table. I ask you to pray and to act peacefully today that we can bring people together, those who disagree, those who see things differently, that we can have a conversation. We have struggled also as the United Methodist Church that is dividing and probably will be divided. And it is very painful to me because I became a Christian because of the missionaries from the United States who came and shared the gospel and love of Jesus Christ. And today we have this radicalized view on human sexuality and we are dividing as we now experience this conflict. And it is painful to me to see, see this because we are all Christians as sisters and brothers cannot live in peace and harmony. And in the midst of this conflict, Christ invites us to his table. Jesus prayed in the Gospel of John chapter 17. Jesus prayed for us, for the disciples, that we may be one. Also, Apostle Paul in Book of Ephesians chapter 4, he calls us to the unity in Christ, to be one church, to be one body, to be one in Christ. And we are the light of the world, the salt of the earth that is challenged today even more to be one, to be at the same table with Christ, to be at the same table with one another. And it is not an easy uh, in practice, you know, as I will come to the communion table this Sunday, I will think about my friends, I will th think about my enemies who spread lies about me, 
I will think about those who do not wish me well, and I will pray for them, that Christ will melt their hearts, that Christ will transform them, and try Christ will transform me with all my sins and iniquities. And I also would like to challenge you, sisters and brothers, that when you come to the communion table this Sunday, that you will pray for your friends and for your enemies. You will pray for Eastern Ukraine and Western Ukraine. You will pray for Russia. You will pray for North Korea and South Korea, for many parts of the conflicts that we experience uh, these days. Maybe you will need to pray for your family members, those who think on the left, those who think on the right, those who support North or those who support South. There are many divisions in this world today. And who, if not Christians, can set an example of unity, of being together at the same table? You know, when I was a kid, there would be a time when my mother and my father would educate me and train me and talk to me. And so after some boycott time, maybe even fasting and hunger, I will come and join my family at the same table where my sister sits, who argued with me and fought with me. And so I learned the lesson from my family, even though it was painful, it was hard. You know, my heart was still heavy and I had to do it. And today I didn't, I don't have to, you know, uh, push myself to do it. I just need to rely on the grace and love of God, because if Christ forgives me, he surely forgives others. If Christ wants us to have a communion, he wants us to sit at the same table, because communion was an ancient meal together. It was not just coming to church and receiving a little bit of piece of bread and wine. It was a full meal together. People were sharing stories. People were laughing, people were sharing the burdens, people were encouraging one another and probably argued with, with each other. And so this is a real life, sisters and brothers. This is a reality of today's lives, that people do not want to sit at the same table. Can we as Christians set example and encouragement for them? And lastly, sisters and brothers, I want to express my gratitude to many of you who support our mission work in Russia and Eurasia. Uh, I want to thank all of you who supported uh, Ukraine effort through AMCOR and Global Ministries. And I want to thank you for all your prayers that uh, you pray for us as we try to reach peace and uh, stable life in our country. When I was a student at uh, Emory University some years ago, I received scholarship uh, from Global Ministries, and that scholarship was formed by Communion Sunday offering. So today, as you give your offering, you can also support many students around the world who want to study theology, who want to become ministers around the world and spread the gospel and administrate the communion to the people who disagree. They will be the agents of love and the good news. They will share with the world that Christ prays for us so that we can be one body. That Apostle Paul teaches us that we are one in spirit, one as one body in Christ. Blessings to you, sisters and brothers, and I thank you for your faithful witness today in this world.
Alongside our bishop's message, there's another message that has come to you. And this is actually from our mission partners. They happen to be in Spain. And they are working alongside Ukrainian refugees and those helping refugees. And so this, I'm not going to read to you the entire newsletter, but I do want to read to you a portion to let you know the work and the support um, that is being done in your name. This morning, my heart was heavy, and I felt like I needed to check in on one of our cross-cultural worker friends, Eddie. Eddie and his wife have been working in Ukraine refugee situation for many weeks now, And I've been making a practice of checking in on those who are on the front lines of this situation and help them process. So a video called Eddie and asked how he was doing. He could not answer me. He broke down and started sobbing. Sometimes people are doing all they can just to hold it together. But when a safe, familiar, trusted person pulls close... Their emotions spill over and all the walls come down. It's a form of emotional release that is desperately needed by those suffering or carrying any trauma. And so we sat together in the silence and the tears for a bit until he was ready to talk. And then he shared his stories. Eddie and his wife have been giving and helping Ukrainian refugees with all the funds and energy they have. They are literally quite spent. They've used all of their funds to help someone else. Some of the families who've been providing food have chosen to instead spend money to buy body armor for children who are still in Ukraine fighting. They've chosen protection of their loved ones over the basic immediate need of food and shelter. Eddie was broken as he told stories that were helping, but also heartbreaking. Ironically, funding was another reason I was checking in with them. I wanted to see if there was anything their ministry needed and how we might be able to help them. And so we transferred funds immediately from our effort to theirs to feed and to house Ukrainians so they may keep their work going. As we work with the Ukrainian refugee situation, there's a twofold approach to provide aid in the form of food and shelter. We are working with stations in Ukraine, Poland, and Romania. And we're working to provide refugee housing in those same areas of Poland and Romania. That could change at any moment, but this is where the greatest need is right now and where we have relationships and connections to build help. We also provide care and training for the aid workers. As you heard in Eddie's stories, workers are running dry. They're spent They're out of resources, physically and emotionally. And they're dealing with trauma on a daily basis. They're caring for people who have lost everything and who are grieving it all. Not just one or two people, but thousands and thousands every day. 
the numbers are staggering. Six million have fled to neighboring countries and eight million people are internally displaced. Our connection in Poland says the entire country is now broken and that churches and pastors are completely spent out of energy and out of space and out of resources. We have a mission connection in several areas, and so we've decided to work closely to make sure aid is there. One of the biggest needs is to make sure smaller areas are being reached with the supplies they need. Large cities seem to have more. We are also sourcing because large aid, large aid agencies are sourcing food and flying it from corporate, while the smaller countries and businesses are struggling. So we want to help the local business stay alive with meeting their needs. We are sponsoring the shipment of 6,000 pounds of food every few weeks to be driven from, Roma from Romania to the Ukraine and delivered to pastors who can use their church as food distribution sites. And we are listening ear as they process the trauma and grief as associated with being a caregiver. And we are holding a three-day trauma care training for 15 refugee workers. Those workers will come at no cost to them, but we will train them on how to help those in trauma from Greece, Romania, Spain, Albania, and other countries. And so we thank you for your prayers and for your assistance this day. This day, our bishop told us that we can be the agents of love and the agents of change and the agents of peace. And today, our scripture tells us the same. Luke 17 says this, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord replied, if you had faith of a mustard seed, you could say this to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. We have the power to uproot and we have the power to plant and we have the power to help and we have the power to change. And it begins with a great equalizer around the table. The bishop of Russia is the bishop of Ukraine. There's a church that is divided. We have a church that is divided. And what's happening in the middle? Right here on our own church campus and across the world in the middle, what's happening? People are being fed. There's power in food. And there's power and grace and love around a table that we are reminded is not our own. And so I place you right back to where the bishop put us, around a table with our family and with people we're mad at. We're placed 
at that table with people we don't agree with. And we're placed at that table with people we want nothing to do with. And we are connected through the community of saints every time. So I ask you the same question the bishop asked. Who is it that we are waiting for at this table? And what can we do to bring them to it? Amen. Pray with me. God, you are a God of grace and you are a God of mercy and you are a God of peace. And so we thank you for the ministry that you have called us to do. And so help us now be our teacher. Be our teacher to guide us. Be the one to intercede on our behalf. And be the one to give us words when we have none. May we begin to be an example to our family and to our churches and to our neighborhood and to our world. May we start with us so that we may begin to build those bridges and make those invitations so that we may begin to make the first forgiveness so that we can begin to live in unity again. And Lord, may your spirit help us keep things in check so that some things don't become bigger than they need to and that we are not as polarized as we need to be. But may we find and be reminded of that common center that we have, which is you and the divine that lives in each and every one of us. And Lord, this day as we are on dry land, as we are on safe land, we are mindful of the many who are not. We continue to pray for the people who have been impacted by hurricane waters and winds. And we remain thoughtful of the many who live in fear and are impacted by war and violence. And so we ask you to be a part of all that concerns us and worries us. But Lord, we also know there is great joy and celebration to be had. And so we are thankful for those things too. For anniversaries and birthdays and brand new babies and cries and screams of toddlers. We love it all. And we are so thankful that we are reminded of your love through it. And so now we come to this table with a great sense of heaviness, but also a great sense of thoughtfulness and joy. For we know that you join us here. Amen. Today for our words of our great thanksgiving, we have a Chapel Roswell original video, and on it, you will see languages, and you will see people that you know, because these women either work here with us, or they are serving in our name across the globe. Follow along with me. Papa God, una. And also with you. Erfau kulubakum. 
We lift them up to the Lord. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Es justo y cosa buena y gozosa. Siempre y en todo lugar darte gracias. Padre, Todopoderoso, Dios, Todopoderoso, Creador del cielo y de la tierra. De uno has hecho toda nación y pueblo, para que habite sobre toda la faz de la tierra. وهكذا مع شعبك على الأرض والسماء نسبح اسمك ونرنم معا الترنيمة الدائمة Holy, holy, holy Lord God of power and might Heaven and earth are full of your glory Hosanna in the highest Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord Hosanna in the highest Santo sois vos e bendito é vosso Filho Jesus Cristo. Pelo batismo de seu sofrimento, morte e ressurreição, você deu à luz a sua igreja, nos libertou da escravidão, do pecado e da morte, e fez conosco uma nova aliança pela água e pelo Espírito. Ele nos comissiona para ser suas testemunhas até os confins da terra e fazer discípulos de todas as nações, E hoje, sua família em todo o mundo está reunida em sua mesa sagrada. La noche en que se entregó por nosotros, tomou pan, os Deus gracias, partiu o pan, se lo dio a seus discípulos e dijo: Tomar, comer, este é es mi cuerpo que se entrega por vosotros, haced esto em memoria de mim. When then they eat, Jesus, you don't take the cup and pray to God, thank you. Give them nine disciples then, you don't tell them. When all they drink this wine, they know this cup, this not me blood. When I take, make the agreements, God, you don't make with you people then. I don't sacrifice them for patty, plenty, plenty people then sin. I tell Una say, when you did drink them, let you remember me safe. Y así, en memoria de estas tus maravillas en Jesucristo, nos ofrecemos en alabanza y acción de gracias, como un sacrificio vivo y santo en unión con la ofrenda de Cristo por nosotros, mientras proclamamos el ministerio de la fe. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Papa God, give you your own spirit on all the people that would come now, and then are these gifts there, bread and wine. Make them for we, the body and not the blood of Jesus. Today let it be for this world, Jesus in body. Make them fine, fine wine by Jesus in blood. Renova a nossa comunhão com a tua igreja em todo o mundo e fortalece-a em todas as nações e entre todos os povos para testemunhar fielmente em teu nome. Pelo seu Espírito, faça-nos um com Cristo, um como outro e um no ministério para todo o mundo, até que Cristo venha em vitória final e nos banqueteemos em seu banquete celestial. في اسم يسوع المسيح ابنك مع الروح القدس في كنيستك المقدسة ولك كل المجد والكرامة يا إلهنا القدير الآن وإلى الأبد Amen Now may we join our voices together for the words of the Lord's Prayer Our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. At this time, I invite those three who have asked to join me and to serve communion to come forward. And as they do come forward, I would remind all of us a little hint and trick for our communion. You open the bottom first where the cracker is. And once you take the wafer from the cup, then you can turn it over and you can have your juice. And so now we take and we eat. so we may know the one cup of salvation for all. remind us this is not a Chapel Roswell table. It's not even a United Methodist table. This is a table where Jesus is the head and so come as you would like and have communion with our world today. <laughs> 